Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. Welcome to Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers gaming news, upcoming releases, and topics from all aspects in the gaming industry. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, Tony Erickson, getting off that celebratory high that we had last week with our one-year anniversary and 50th episode, and this week... I'm joined by two extremely special guests. Uh, first, returning to the podcast, he has now become a Twitch partner. It's Emerald. Yo, what's up? How are you guys? And our second guest, first timer here. You can catch him in Emerald's chat, and you can also catch him scoring PBs and speedrunning SA2 himself. It's Don. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome, boys. How you doing? I'm great. Okay. I'm pretty tired because, you know, waking up uh, after being up very late and, you know, streaming and then having class and stuff uh, is, is that's that is what it is. But, you know, I'm good otherwise. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that is very much so. It's good to hear you. Glad to have you back on the podcast. I'm glad to have you on the podcast, Don. And because you're brand new here, Don, it's time to interrogate you a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get to play the archive, which we ask you for your favorite video game, favorite video game character, and favorite video game soundtrack. Yeah, so it's like weird thinking of favorite video game because I feel like I have to break it down in like kind of two separate ways, like favorite right now and probably like favorite all time. Mm-hmm. I feel like definitely um, it's weird because like one of they're both very new, but like Persona 5 Royal is probably what I would say like more favorite all time because at this point it's been like a year since it came out, right? Yeah. Um, but I just really loved Persona 5 um, and like Royal added a lot of amazing stuff to it. Um, I'm not going to get too into it because, you know, spoilers. And I know, like, M hasn't played it still, so <laughs> True, yeah, uh, we won't get into the specific stuff. But the recent one that's probably, I would say, my favorite, like, right now is Amori. Um, it's a pretty recent one. And it just, like, it's weird because uh, I, I feel like they don't do anything, like, super, super different than every everyone else. But, like, they just had a whole bunch of really small things in the game that I was like, wow, like, they really put the time into this and, like, made every nook and cranny interesting, you know? <laughs> um, nice. Definitely not for everyone to play that game. There's a reason it's listed under psychological horror <laughs> in Steam. <laughs> but it's a very, very interesting game. If you're into that stuff, then I uh, would definitely check it out. Nice. Uh, favorite game character? Favorite character. See, this one's also difficult because there's so many good series, but I'd probably have to go with Riku from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I definitely did <laughs> name myself after a quote from Riku, so <laughs> that turned into his Keyblade, uh, the Way to Dawn. So, kind of makes sense. Uh, like Riku's just like it, it's cool. He reminds me a lot of like a character like Sasuke from Naruto, but a Sasuke that didn't go too far. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> at the start he gets taken over and then like he's back and it's just like a cool arc for him coming back and everything. Yes. And favorite soundtrack. 
it's funny. These are probably just going to be the same answers as the game. Because <laughs> one of the reasons that I loved Amori so much is the soundtrack is so good. Um, and then I'll actually say, instead of Persona 5 Royal, Persona 5 Strikers Scramble, whatever you want to call it, has a really good OST. And I am just stuck on it right now. <laughs> Honestly, it does. The, the P5S soundtrack is just really really good i've finally been playing more and more of it and i'm currently Wait. in the osaka prison so would you say that you like the like striker slash scramble ost more than the persona 5 ost so it's interesting because like i've heard the persona 5 ost so much that like i think i'm a little like maybe not burnt out on it, but like, I've just heard it, you know? And then they did like new songs that I would say are like really, really good. Probably some of my favorites in the whole series um, that are the new ones. And then they also did a remixes of some of the persona five songs. So, Mm -hmm. and I kind of prefer them, (laughs) but I can't tell if it's because I've listened to those original songs so many times, Uh, but either way, they're still really good. So, Props yeah, to them that, for that. That could be it. I, I haven't even played it yet, so that's why I'm just like, oh, really? Damn, is it? Is yeah, it that much better? <laughs> I'm loving it, dude. I mean, Daredevil is also a great track for this yes. game, for the game. It's so good. They have a lot. They have a lot of like dope themes, and also the DLC uh, allows you to like play through some songs from every other Persona game as well mm-hmm. when you're in combat. So it oh, that's sick. varies it up a bit, which is very nice. Um, well, it's time to kick off this podcast with our startup screen. And last week, uh, we didn't talk about it because of just when recording happened to fall and this happened after we recorded, but there was a Resident Evil showcase, um, showing off more of Village and a couple other things regarding the Resident Evil franchise and their 25th anniversary, which is this year as well. Um, so kicking it off, uh, we got the first thing, we got the brand new trailer, uh, with showing off more of Ethan's journey through the village and the castle and big vampire lady with mommy milkers that people (laughs) are simping for all over the internet. (laughs) (laughs) All over Twitter, dude. It's crazy. It is. Um, but the big thing that people were, uh, got excited about this time around is there's a new gameplay demo. Uh, out it's uh they're making it a limited one um and by came out uh the official demo uh comes out may 1st uh, at 5 p.m and it will go until may 2nd at 5 p.m you'll be you have 24 hours and you get to play either an hour of the castle an hour of the village or just an a 30 of both or however you want to divide your time up with the hour you get, or it's, you get an hour of both. I don't exactly know the whole details, but that's when the demo comes out. Um, they're encouraging people to stream it to get reactions, obviously. But if you were on PlayStation four and PlayStation five, you got to experience, um, the village demo a little bit earlier, uh, on the 17th and 18th, you could experience half an hour of the village, uh, demo. And on the 24th and 25th, which is just past weekend when you're hearing this podcast, the, uh, they had access to the castle demo for 30 minutes. Um, and so we got, I guess, little sneak peeks of the game before the official demo, timed demo, drops. And it looks really cool. Um, they're, they're keeping the first-person perspective like they did with uh, Biohazard and... 
implementing that good old classic Resident Evil storage system of what you can take with you, what you can't take with you, and limited inventory, and all that fun skedaz and all that stuff. And it looks cool. Uh, will I play it? I'm scared of horror games, so maybe not. Unless, you know, I want... To, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would play it. I'm, I'm This shit scares me, man. I'm pretty so-so on horror games myself. It's like one of those things where it's like you you have to do something kind of unique to keep uh for me it's like i'm not necessarily as scared of it it's more so it's just like a lot of horror game tropes have already just been done so you have to get really crazy with it to like i guess hold my interest you know what i mean yes absolutely one thing that i think is super cool though is definitely the way that they're doing this demo thing though because like this is pretty unique i haven't seen anybody like release like multiple sections of a demo like this and you can only play one and it's like for well actually well it's different times but you know yeah um but that's it's super sick to see yeah it's very cool very uh they're really building up the hype for village um they also showed off the extra game mode that has been around for a couple of resident evil games the mercenaries mode a very high speed high action arcade style get to point a to point b or complete whatever objective as fast as you can um and the only difference between this and other versions is they're implementing the shop in between rounds so you can play how you want with what's available to you which is dope um and that's really all we got for resident evil 8 stuff at the showcase we got a new trailer uh for resident evil infinite darkness the netflix series that's coming soon uh we also got another reminder that hey if you download Resident Evil Village, you get RE-verse for free. That's their multiplayer game with all the cast and characters from every Resident Evil game that looks very so-so. Um, even with this trailer, it still doesn't look all that great graphic-wise and how it's running. So I'm still on the fence about that one. Um, they also announced that Dead by Daylight will be getting some Resident Evil characters. Uh, for the next chapter, but that will be revealed uh, late May on the 25th. And we got some VR, a VR game from Resident Evil coming. We're getting Resident Evil 4 done in VR. Dude, they're going crazy with the Resident Evil. They are. <laughs> it's really cool to see some VR stuff for those type of games. I feel like those are the, uh, like, honestly, if, if I'm going to play a horror game, that's probably how I'm going to play it in VR. So yep. <laughs> a lot more immersive, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the only downside to the Resident Evil 4 VR is it is, by the sound of it, going to be exclusively done with Oculus. So you're going to need a Facebook account. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Not there. Do not have the quest. <laughs> but uh, that is the res that was the Resident Evil showcase. It was cool. It was thirty minutes long, roughly. Um, the full video on YouTube is an hour, but like half of that is like a timer. It's just like, oh, it's going down. Oh, and it's just like, oh, just get it over with. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I thankfully watching it late and not live, you're able to just skip the timer entirely, which is always a bright side when it comes to that kind of stuff and watching it late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that. Any other things you want to add about Resident Evil boys? Um, so I honestly haven't played a lot of like the older Resident Evil games. I've watched them. I've definitely like watched people play them, watched speedruns of them. I've played uh Resident Evil Seven. I actually really like that game. Um so I like the whole like uh first person style, you know? So the fact that they're going back to that I think is super sick. Um and 
Yeah, I don't know. Because like I, I don't necessarily I think the way that the old, old um like Resident Evil games like play, they look pretty slow. They don't look as scary. And maybe it's just because, you know, it's just like I'm looking back at like older games and you know, they just don't hold up as well as like the newer stuff. But um yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're doing it the way that they're doing it. So I'm actually looking forward to Village and I, I I'm excited to maybe give it a try. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I, I was kind of the same, but I haven't really fully played any Resident Evil game myself. Like I've kind of watched some, seen some, a couple speedruns, but um, I've never really played through them myself. But with that demo, it's honestly kind of interesting. Like you said, it's a good idea because I was like, oh man, it's only for one day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you can just play like one section. That sounds cool. Yeah, so, yeah maybe I'll give that a shot. It's looking dope. You can, I believe, pre-download the demo. Uh, right now, um, uh, just to prepare yourself when and it's good. the demo on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth are going to be available for everything, both PlayStation's, both Xboxes, both PC and Stadia as well, I believe. So Ooh, Stadia, Woo Stadia, <laughs> yes, Woo. Uh, but yeah, that was the Resident Evil showcase. It looks dope. Uh, Village is looking better people still wondering what chris redfield's role in the game is as he's a one of the staple characters in said series so it's nice to see and we're looking forward to when that game does eventually come out and now it's time for us to jump into our next segment here is what happened in the gaming world this past week it's the week in review the week in review a look back at the top headlines and stories from the world of gaming and taking a look, uh, game-wise, we had three games, some of the games that came out. We had Judgment make its way to the PlayStation 5 and the Series X. This is basically one of the last uh, Ryu Gagatoku games to actually get to the Xbox uh, line of consoles. Um, the only one that's not on the Xbox is the spin-off... Not, it's, same engine as the Yakuza games, but different franchise, which is the Fist of the North Star game, uh, which you play as Kenshiro, but there's a DLC skin you can play as Kiryu for the game and do the Hokuto no Ken moves. It's cool. <laughs> it's the only time you'll ever, ever see Kiryu kill a man because he's never killed somebody in all the games. Uh, we also had Near Replicant come out. And MLB The Show 21. So now you can get that baseball fix. Dude, I didn't know Near Replicant came out this weekend. Yeah. I knew it was soon. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Fri- it was, it's Friday. But Friday it came out. So uh, uh, at the time of recording this, tomorrow. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Uh, we talked about that a little bit last week. It's really cool. Uh, looking at the news, um, in Kickstarter news, Friday Night Funkin', the full-ass game, is now on Kickstarter. They're now funding it to make it a full game with a whole bunch of things instead of just a new Grounds Flash game. And as of when I checked yesterday, $1.2 million have been raised with 27 day with, uh, 26 days left now, probably more, but yeah, $1.2 million so far. Yeah, that's a lot. Really quick. Jeez. People are going crazy for this game where all you go is bee-boo-bop, bee-bee-boo-boo-bop. 
Dude, I really like Friday Night Funkin'. I have I've only played like a, a a few of the weeks, like when it was still like newer. I haven't played like any of the more recent updates, but like, and, and it's not like a hardcore rhythm game or anything like that. But it has it has pretty good music. I like the animations in it, and it's just it's just like a if you got some time to kill and you want to just jam out to some some good songs, it's a, it's a good time. Yeah, very much. It very much is. It looks. <laughs> oh no, <clears throat> very much is. Looks dope and good for them for getting having this much of a community support. In uh, some leak news that uh, wasn't much of a leak because they announced it the next day anyway. Lego Luigi was accidentally leaked in Amazon China. <laughs> However, they released the the official trailer for uh, Lego Luigi like the next day. So. Lego Luigi's coming. He's getting his own Lego set. Uh, he has his own little voice, new interactions, and a, mo- a part of the set is a Lego pink Yoshi. The way that I'm picturing it is like, what if they made like a Lego Nintendo game? Like, obviously, <laughs> these these are like actual Legos, but like, you know, just I'm picturing like Lego Luigi having his own game, Yo. and it's making me lose my mind because I yeah, think that that'd be great. so funny. A Lego Nintendo game just would be dope, honestly. You know, it would be a good game too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Lego, Lego <laughs> games are usually pretty good to begin with. Like, I think the only one that's like, there's only like a couple that are like on the fence of like people are like, eh, it's not the greatest. But like, it's so surprising like how good they are though, because like that when you think of like a game that's like that like just like a weird like sort of spin-off title you wouldn't think that it would get like the same kind of like care that like other games would but like you're right like all of the lego games have been like so good like i remember playing lego the lego star wars games like so much like when i was younger yes i, so, I, so I grew good. up I basically grew up with those and now we have skywalker saga which sadly got delayed uh but they mm-hmm. want to make that the best they can make it so yeah, always let the developers take more time if they want it, honestly. Yes, don't. Or else you get cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> or else you'll get cyberpunked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. Uh, in Xbox Games with Gold, Fortnite and Warzone no longer require Xbox Live Gold to play online anymore. Um, these, along with a couple other free-to-play games, are going this route, so that way anybody can just pick up and play the games without a gold membership. Which is very neat. Uh, and speaking of Warzone, Warzone has actually surpassed 100 million players, which is dope for people who play Warzone. Uh, in some Capcom news, they're releasing the the great Ace Attorney Chronicles on July 27th, and this is uh, these are two games that were Japan only for the 3DS that. Uh, are basically like kind of predecessors of the Ace Attorney games, but they happen after they came out afterwards. But uh, it's basically like a prequel for the entire Ace Attorney franchise, as it's ancient. I am so hyped for this one. <laughs> we had been uh, speculating if they were going to drop some more Ace Attorney games on Steam, so uh, this is uh, promising for the what is it? The next trilogy of Ace Attorney games. Uh, considering they're releasing this, yes. So I'm pretty hyped about this this one. I just finished playing the the first three on Steam maybe a few months ago. I even streamed some for a bit. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good time. I really enjoyed the games. Yeah, I think the like I think they'll probably be releasing most, if not 
all but one I can think of that will get like a Steam port because the only one I think probably won't is the one where they cross over with Professor Layton. Uh, yeah, I could see that not happening. Yeah, because good old Nintendo and... Layton's mostly a Nintendo property, isn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. He's, I've only seen him on the DS games, or on the DS. So. Yeah. And uh, then they had that new Layton game where it's his descendant. Can't remember if it's like a, a great granddaughter or a granddaughter. Oh, is or... that like, is that like on the Switch? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, uh, I've only played one latent game, and it was the first one. And I followed a puzzle guide here and there because I'm like, "What's the answer? I can't mm-hmm. figure it out." Yeah, some of those games, like they're they're not too bad, but you get caught up in all and like just like random spots where it's just like, "Are you serious? Like, I can't figure yeah. this out." <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Blizzard news, Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan has left Blizzard. I don't know how to feel about this one. <laughs> uh, what, sad. what it seems is most people are just really sad about it. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, everybody remembers, like, the Jeff Kaplan, like, recaps of, like, or, like, just, like, uh, like updates videos that he would do. Like, I, I haven't played Overwatch since, like, a long time ago, but like 2016, I think. But I, I still remember the Jeff Kaplan videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I never played Overwatch, but I even remember the videos. So it's it's yeah. it's wild to see. They already have a new director. Don't remember what his name is because again, I don't really follow Blizzard. I don't care for Blizzard. I've gone on the record saying that I feel like they, in most cases, I think they've gotten a bit better, but still pretty not the greatest when it comes to them and community support. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, that was the interesting thing, I think, with uh, Jeff Kaplan is, like, I felt like... Uh, he was, like, I, the exception I, Yeah, I, like, actually was grinding Overwatch for, like, probably a year or two and, like, laddering and just trying to climb. Um, and, yeah, every time there was a new announcement or something or there was some issue in the community, like, Jeff Kaplan, there he is with the video. And he always kind of, like, made you feel better about it, you yeah. know? And it's, like, they're here, they hear you, they're listening. Like, he would literally say stuff like that, you know? Um so it's really, it's like sad to see him go. I doubt that the processes of Overwatch are probably going to change much, but just the feel of it, I'm sure, is going to be drastically different, which does kind of suck because yes. I feel like he had a good presence. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, in simulator game news, we got a new one coming. Power Washer Simulator has a trailer out. And uh, let me tell you this, the <laughs> subreddit for power washing porn, they can now live that dream of always wanting to clean deeply i love that subreddit it's so good so it's it's a great one it's just like god damn look at how clean this guy it's so satisfying uh, dude. It, it is and now we have a game all about that satisfying feeling actually so smart <laughs> what, what do you mean actually so smart this is blowing my mind why are people gonna want this Be, people you have it. like look there, simulator the simulator games honestly have been have been keeping up like we have a uh, a brewmaster simulator coming soon um you already have things like cooking simulator you have thief simulator where you can steal shit like legit the simulator games they're on another level right now. <laughs> I know they have like streaming simulator games. I'm actually kind of curious to see uh, I, like how real to like actual streaming it is. Maybe I should stream that one day. That yes. Twitch streamer <laughs> streams the stream simulator clickbait. Yeah, that's some good content. <laughs> good content yeah. there. <laughs> uh, 
in some PlayStation news, Sony has announced that the PlayStation 3 and Vita stores will not shut down after they said that they're going to be closing on July, but uh, they've decided to keep them alive after uh, to uh, help preserve the legacy systems. Uh, however, the PlayStation Portable Store for the base PSP will be shut down on July 2nd. As, let's be real, no one really plays with a portable. It's the Vita. Like, that's the better version of the portable. It's true. Uh, you know what's really cool about this is I saw a lot of the Sony community... Um, popping off about this like uh, like a lot of the speedrunning community rather um because you know a lot of the people who play like uh ratchet and clank and stuff like they play it on oh, ps3 yeah. um mm. so like it it preserves their community uh and like basically doesn't like because one of the one of the more difficult things about speedrunning older games is it's kind of hard to get your hands on like either like the game or like the hardware or whatever but like um, having something like this just means that we get to like extend it for maybe an undetermined amount of time, but still preserve the community that exists, which is super, super sick to see. Yeah, definitely. It definitely is. I, I didn't even think about it from like that speed running angle of like, there are optimal consoles to play these certain games on. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah that's a, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Um, that's really, it's really dope. And it's kind of nice to see that. So, uh, good on you, Sony. And uh, yeah, rest sure. in peace, PlayStation Portable. Yeah. 07. 07. <laughs> um, in cancellation news, the Lord of the Rings MMO has been canceled by Amazon, uh, mostly due with issues from Amazon and one of the developer teams, but that's now canceled. It's not happening anymore. So Sorry, Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, but there is that other Lord of the Rings game that's being worked on i don't remember what it's called but that's there's that and you also have that Gollum game coming out s next year so you got you got those F feels sad man um apex legends is coming to mobile devices uh bringing the total number of mobile battle royale games up to like three or four now so we got that uh in some star wars news Knights of the Old Republic is has allegedly has a remake in the works uh, being done by Asper, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, my Star Wars bros, uh, Mark and Jackson, have both shown peak interest in this, and I'm sure if we get more news on this, we will have those two back on to rant about Star Wars and Dave Filoni once again. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like uh, like Knights of the Old Republic was a game. You know, you know, how you have those games sometimes that you never have, but you really wanted as a kid. Yes, <laughs> you oh, just yeah. go over to your friend's house and you like watch them play, and you're like, "Hey, can I play for a little bit?" Yeah, <laughs> this is one of those games for me. So I'm actually really hyped about a remake because, like, when you're looking at some of the older games and you don't have that nostalgia, it's like, man, like, it, I feel like I'm not going to get the same experience. So I feel like this is actually perfect for me. So I hope it's really well done because I would love to experience it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in free DLC news on Steam, Max Payne 3 and L.A. Noir, all the DLC for the games are now free after a uh, some updates happened to the Rockstar games on Steam. Uh, they're just like, oh, well, to make up for all that shit that just went down, these are all free now. So... If you have the games on Steam and you weren't sure about the DLC, now you can get them for free. No additional charge. So, 
Good on you, Rockstar. Um, in announcement news, Double Fine, the developers of the Psychonauts series, has said that Psychonauts 2 will be coming out this year. They will not be delaying it any longer. Um, it will come out this year. When? Don't know exactly when, but it will be soon. So, look forward to that, Psychonauts fans. In Sonic news... A Knuckles figurine has been spotted on set of the Sonic movie sequel. Along with, oh, I did see that. Yeah. I did see that on Twitter. I thought that was like a fake image. I didn't realize that that was real. <laughs> no, it's real. Like, I think I've just seen. I've just seen the. Oh, so was that why Knuckles was trending? Yes, most likely. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Because I didn't. Because I remember people were coming into my stream and they were like, "Yo, Knuckles is trending on Twitter," and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, but like, why?" <laughs> and, and nobody i think at the time told me and then i saw like the the like uh the sonic movie like esque model style of knuckles and i was like dude that has to be fake right that's not real yeah i'm surprised because like i thought they were gonna do it maybe like one movie at a time because it's like they were teasing tails at the end of it yeah yeah so i was like oh they'll probably not add knuckles for a bit but i was like oh huh. i mean it's not surprising maybe he'll show up at the end Maybe uh, or, or maybe he'll be a main plot thing because that sounds like a Knuckles angle, you know? Yeah. Um, the Master Emerald Robotnik yeah. takes it. I will take the Master Emerald and do a dance on it because I'm Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I, I keep forgetting that Jim Carrey's uh, Eggman. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to see. But, yeah, that's it looks exciting. I just can't wait for that Big the Cat cameo at the end of the sequel. Gonna be oh, great. Lord. Yes. Oh, dude, if they did that, I would lose my mind. I want to see it happen now. Come on, yeah, come on, too. Hollywood. Now that you got, you're, you're gonna get my hopes up. For <laughs> dude, people will be popping off if they do that. Yo, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yes. Like the normies will just be like, "Who's the who's the big purple cat?" It's just and all the Sonic stands. Yo, let's go. Yo, let's go. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. Hollywood, be brave. Bring us Big the Cat. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, in weird children's news, Assassin's Creed is getting a series of six children's books. What? Huh? Children's <laughs> books? Yeah. Um, so author of like uh or the son of a author, because the original author is passed on. Um I can't remember what the books are exactly, but it's like his father was like a very popular like children's book artist who did like this whole series of can't even remember what it was called because shows how much I paid attention to that but like Assassin's Creed could be getting six little books by the son of said father and uh please don't tell me there's actually gonna be like assassinations <laughs> going on in I, these, I think it's uh, more books. to talk about like the history points of like uh Italy and the Renaissance uh and like where every all the timeline stuff that right. the games brought <laughs> It's just so interesting listening to that, like that line, Assassin's Creed to children's books. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> the, the, these two things don't really go together, but I mean, I guess they're going to try. And now Ezio jumped off a roof and stabbed the man right in the jugular. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't, you can't have kids <laughs> seeing that stuff. Uh, it's messed up. The games are rated M for a reason. Yep. Puts the kids right to sleep. <laughs> 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 oh my god to show his loyalty he cut off his ring what is it the ring finger that they cut off oh my god yeah i think i think it is <laughs> what the heck yeah 
Dude, no way. Uh, and uh, lastly, in some little printer news, is the Instax Mini Printer can now connect to the Nintendo Switch and print off your photos. Uh, what makes this cool is that uh, a certain game comes out next week that uh, mm. is a sequel to a game where you could print off photos at a Blockbuster. Um, so uh, it, it's really really great timing for that this product. It's currently, to my knowledge, only in Japan, but I believe you can like order it overseas to get it in the States. But uh, yeah, really cool looking thing. And it doesn't work with just that said game that's coming out next week, which we'll get to later, uh, but it also works with like any Switch game. So you can have pictures of underwear Mario hanging on your fridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> just what I needed. Just what you just what we needed. Exactly. Um and that's it for the regular news. Um uh, moving on to the draw of the deck in the world of TCG this week. Uh in Pokemon, uh Chilling Rain comes out June 18th. We are still covering that as much as we can. And also, if you didn't know, this past week on Friday, on the 23rd, in the OCG, Silver Lance and Jet Black Poltergeist dropped for uh, the OCG sets in Japan. Over in the world of Yu-Gi-Oh! We have a whole bunch of TCG packs coming out. Here's what the release dates are looking like. Ancient Guardians comes out May 7th. Lightning Overdrive on June 4th. Two Egyptian God decks come out June 11th. The King's Court pack on June... June 25th, Synchro Storm, that is the an, uh, the anime cards uh, from some Synchro Duelists, uh, that drops July 16th, and we're getting a new Cyber Strike deck on July 30th, which I'm excited for because I run Cybers on the regular, so always nice to see new support or structure decks for the Cyber cards. And in the OCG side for Yu-Gi-Oh, Structure Deck R, Lost, Lost Sanctuary, comes out August 7th. And in the world of Magic the Gathering, I'm sure the video... I don't know if the video will be out quite yet, or uh, how they're he's doing it, but Mr. Beast and Wizards of the Coast are teaming up, or they have teamed up now, to give some lucky players $50,000 in Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, they did this on the 23rd. Uh, and so it's already happened by the time you're listening to this. I don't know if the video, there's a video out or if it'll be out soon on his gaming channel where he'll be explaining everything. But, uh, if you hop on Magic the Gathering, uh, well, I, I guess Emma Don, if you want a chance to win 50 grand right now, uh, <laughs> it's happening tomorrow. So get on Magic the Gathering Arena and maybe get lucky to play Mr. Beast. You gotta get, <laughs> get on that. Get that 50k. Um, and lastly, the dice is right. He, this week in tabletop news, the initiative uh, is the game that we're looking at. It's from veteran tabletop game dev Corey. Oh uh, man, how do I pronounce that last name? Konigza, Konigza. Uh, he unexpected games is the development team. They were the developers of Star Wars Rebellion. Uh, but he and his Corey and his team, they've put together the initiative. It puts you in the shoes of 1990s teens who discover a puzzle game at a yard sale. Sound familiar? Sounds like Jumanji? Kind of. It's more puzzle-based than survival board game-based. Very role-play heavy. Discover some secrets and, of course, have fun. And if you want to check out the full details of this game, you can check out the full article over on Polygon. And that's the Week in Review. What did you boys think? What, the news this week. Um, well, the thing, hold on, 
I'm, I think the thing that I'm most excited for is probably um, the Friday Night Funkin' uh, full last game. I think that is going to be the thing I'm looking out the most for, for eventually when it's like finished. Obviously, it's not going to be for some time because we're in the Kickstarter phase. But like, you know, I can't wait to get more content for that game, honestly. So, yes. Yeah, the Ace Attorney Chronicles is the number one highlight for me. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff, too, with like the Sony store and uh, Jeff Kaplan leaving Blizzard. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on this last week, actually. Yeah, it's pre- it was a pretty busy week. We've uh, always good to check a lot of sites to see what the fuck is going on in the gaming world. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, from news to game releases, here's what's coming out next week and should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies, here's what should be on your radar. The game's coming out next week. We have nothing on Monday or Tuesday. No releases whatsoever. Uh, however, on Wednesday, Alpha Particle comes to the PC. On Thursday, Total War, Rome Remastered makes its way to the PC. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Wrath of the Druids DLC comes out for what all the platforms that it's on. Layers of Fear VR comes to the PlayStation VR. And Legend of Keepers comes to PC, Switch, and Stadia. And on Friday, new Pokemon Snap comes out on the Switch. Returnal comes out on the PlayStation 5. Terminator Resistance Enhanced comes out on the PlayStation 5. And R-Type Final 2 comes out on everything except the PlayStation 5. And those are the games coming out this week. Another short week for games. Uh, That's usually how things do be in April, uh, however. Uh, What are you guys looking forward to the most out of this game list we got this week? So I actually have two things for, for uh, honestly, so I played Layers of Fear um, on PC, uh, like on Steam a while ago, um, and I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm picturing like just kind of like the the crazy like effects that they did and stuff where you're just like moving around and looking and like uh, like rooms will change and like the just like it, it was a really cool experience just like playing it normally so i can only imagine how much cooler it's going to be like fully immersed in vr and stuff um so i think that's super dope but then obviously of course uh i was a young emerald playing pokemon snap for many many hours not knowing what the heck was going on but just enjoying myself so i think uh having a new pokemon snap game is going to be super sick yeah same for me mostly mostly just pokemon snap um the only thing I'm interested in is like it's gonna be weird because I don't know if I want to pick it up like right away. You know, I'm not like desperate to play it, but it's one of those things where yeah, I'm super hyped, like very uh, nostalgia affected here. I'm like, wow, I need this, and it looks really good too. So, dude, uh, I'll thing, definitely pick it up soon. The thing about it, dude, is like I'm trying to wonder like, will I, if I got Pokemon Snap, would I enjoy it as much as I did when I was younger? Because like, if you really think about like the content of a Pokemon Snap game. It's just you, you're in your little cart on an auto scroller and you take pictures of Pokemon. And yeah, the pictures are cute, but like, is it going to be worth it to drop the money on it? You know what I mean? As a, as probably the biggest Pokemon, uh, as a very huge Pokemon stand, I, I, I'm just going to say this because it's, this is me personally. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to drop the money on it day one and play the shit mm-hmm. out of it. Cause I just love Pokemon that much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So and they they've showed off another trailer for it recently. Uh, there's actually a lot of branching paths um, that you can go through on like every stage, 
which is really oh, dope. Cool. So there's more than just like auto scrolling stuff. They've added a lot of features. And the fact that there's also a ranking system for your photos where it's like, hey, there's four ranks. Get four ranks on every Pokemon for those photos. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a lot, adds a lot more replayability to it, I think, than just the regular Pokemon Snap had. That's good. I'm glad that they're doing stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited for Pokemon. I'm, I'm so excited for Pokemon Snap. Like, I'm, I, I, I'm just, it's a good year for Pokemon this year like we're getting that we're getting the diamond and pearl remakes later on yes and then next year we're getting legends which i need to see another trailer for that to really be sold Same. on it because yeah, yeah i agree i mean con- concept wise looks fin- phenomenal awesome. mm-hmm. actual gameplay wise definitely needed a bit more work See, yeah. So the one thing that I will say about Pokemon Snap is I feel like um, it kind of needs to like do a lot to impress these days because, like, I think the reason why Pokemon Snap uh, on the it was on N sixty four. I'm pretty sure N sixty four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So back then, I mean, there was like hardly any games that really brought Pokemon to life. Like, I don't remember the exact time that it came out, but if if I had to guess, it was like Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance days, right? So, like, seeing it in 3D and seeing the Pokemon, like, move around and, like, like alive, <laughs> that was really fresh. And so people were like, wow, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, nowadays we have a whole bunch of 3D uh, Pokemon games. So it's kind of like, what makes this amazing in, like, this day, you know? Um and you're, they're going to have to, like, I like I think you already mentioned a lot of stuff that makes it a lot better over the original Pokemon Snap. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, how they handle it. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I'm just excited for it. Uh, I know that our Nintendo insider, Aiden, is also looking forward to this. And later this season, we are planning a full-on Pokemon episode to talk more about the Diamond Pearl remakes as well as Snap and everything else Pokemon related in the world. Um, so expect that later this season, hopefully, if not early season four. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on, it's time to talk about some big things we got this week, this week in the Game Lounge. This week in the Game Lounge, Tony covers a variety of topics with his weekly guest. And the first topic we're talking about is we got we we got two two lads here who have been achieving some big things in their Twitch speedrunning careers. Uh who would like to start? I think M has the big one, so no. <laughs> should go with that probably. All right. Yeah, I mean I can start. Um so recently I got um partnered on Twitch, Ooh. which is a pretty big deal. Uh, considering, um, yeah, woo, I'm very excited, dude. It's like definitely something when I first started streaming, it's like, I wanted it, but it was like, eh, can I even really do that? You know what I mean? Um, but there's, there's not very many like partners on the site at all. It's like, I, I think it's around, like there can't be any more than like 40 K I think. Um, which like sounds like a lot, but like when it's a, a site that's like, there's millions of people that stream on it, it's like a pretty big deal. Um, so it definitely uh, it happened also a lot quicker than I thought, because this this past year is um, when I actually started taking streaming very seriously, like about uh, a year and a month ago. Uh, and I, I really I finally had the time to take content creation um, 
seriously and make it a full-time thing because of like quarantine and everything. Like I wasn't working. I was at home for school. Like I was just, it was the perfect time. And uh, everything has just been working out and continuing yeah, to get better. It, it's great yeah. to see. Like, Super honestly, safe. like, it's so cool to like, from when I first started watching you, uh, like being last, like, what mm-hmm. was it? Mm-hmm. I, I did the math. I think it was like August of last year when I started. I'm like, dang, it's been a, it's yeah, been a, a, bit a, a hot while. And it's just like to see you grow and like, I'm like, dang, I'm so proud of this. I'm so proud of him. It's it's, it's, it's just <laughs> so you, cool. Man. And now Thank that you've you. got this, it's, it opens up so many like new doors for you as well to like, like for possible like collaborations down the line with other partners. And yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot more opportunities um, and it's super sick. And the thing that I will, <laughs> and I'm biased for sure. And, you know, I'm sure there's other people who will say this, but I have a fucking dope ass community. You know what I mean? Like I, I think everybody is super cool. They're they're very chill. They're very talkative. And like, if I have like with the community that I have is like a base, I think it's literally only going to get bigger because it's it's something that people actually want to be a part of. And like they people want to join in on conversations and be a part of like the inside jokes and stuff of the community. So it's like it's really cool to see. And yes. like they're always so welcoming as well. So it's just like with with that and with me, like just trying my best with like making new and exciting content or even just doing some of the same stuff I'm already doing. I think that the only way, the only place for and us to go And on the topic up, of trying your sure. best, so. you finally got that hero story PB. Mind you, it was like a GURP PB, but still. <laughs> PB is a PB. A PB yeah. is a PB. So yeah, getting, getting that personal best of one second, which really it doesn't feel like a lot. Um, was a really big deal to me. I was actually talking about this with Don and um, a couple of the other uh, Sonic Adventure 2 runners, uh, I think like last week. But um, it was a big mental barrier for me because at the time of my last personal best where I got um, uh, like a really crazy time, it was a really, really crazy time for my skill level. Like something that I probably like shouldn't have gotten, you know, because like, you know, the RNG was just right. I was playing literally like as best as I could in that run. And so like in order for me to even compete with that time, I needed to get like significantly better at the game. And I I finally got to the point where I got just like, even if it's a small PB, um, I've been playing like a lot more consistently at that level. So it's like something that's like, okay, now this isn't just like a lucky thing. It's like uh, I'm actually able to play this well and hopefully get yes. a, a bigger and how, how is it running um it was don you put together the pack spits form right am i remembering that correctly or was um GURP? i put together a balanced pb and then i actually added the i think gurp made the pack splits yeah. for m and then i added it to the splits so what's it like running against these pack splits now M, to help because it's with a PB that you Dude, have, obviously, well, it's better to run there against. Is some... It's nicer to run against the pack splits because it's more green. Yes. Um, so a couple things. Uh, it's good from a mental standpoint because the beginning of my PB that I, I recently got was like really good. Like there's pretty much no mistakes. The RNG was like practically as good as it could get. There's there. It could definitely be a tiny bit better, but it's pretty unlikely that it would be. Um, so it's like. Uh, I'd be running against splits that would almost always be behind at the start. So it's nice like mentally to just like have the green there and just make it feel like the run is still good. 
but it's also good for something that we call in the speedrunning community <laughs> pace pals which are people who uh will click on like new people who will click on like speedrun streams and just like you know see what's up and if they don't see green you know how they, zombies, they, zombies they look for green <laughs> the pace pals they look for green <laughs> they look green? for green exactly it's, yeah, so if if um with these splits I'm significantly more green most of the time uh even though the time is pretty much exactly the same uh as my PB. It's just like the time is spread out differently, but it makes it look better to pace pals who come in and they're just like, "Oh man, this guy's doing something, huh?" You know what I mean? Nice. So. Nice. And I got one more question for you specifically about some content that you did a bit earlier and it's about that Canadian care package. Oh yeah. So, um, recently we did this thing on stream where, uh, you know, Tony actually it was, came okay, up with I, the it, idea. I'm pretty it's sure. It's more of like um, me and Abinia. We, cause she, she's, I, I call she's the one who like sparked everything. Cause she, she made the comment about the maple cookies and then you went off of like, that sounds yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I think I was the one who said, yo, Canadian care package when? Right. So what what we did is, you know, I talked to a bunch of the people in the community uh, who are Canadian and rounded up a list of like snacks and treats, basically, that were exclusive to Canadians uh, that I could try on stream. And it was it was super it was super good. Like a lot of the the stuff that you guys have is like pretty nice because everything here in the U.S. is like so sugary. But like everything that I got that like snack wise from you guys is like um like the perfect amount of like sweetness not overly done um and i i don't think there was really much that i disliked except for there was this one one thing oh, that was like the, crispy, the crispy crunch, something, the crispy crispy crunch, crunch bar. Bar something yeah 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 those oh my god those things oh, will yeah, they ruin do. your teeth dude i don't have great i don't have great teeth to begin with but like i bit into one of them and my mouth was like almost sealed shut like i was afraid to like move my teeth because it felt like it would pull out like they would pull out each <laughs> oh one of my. my teeth so i was like i literally i actually <laughs> no cap through the rest of the way <laughs> so like, i had the one and i actually well no i tried it one more time and i was like is, was it really that bad <laughs> and it was so I definitely you know, like crush it up, maybe. Uh, th- you see, that's the thing. Krispy Crunch, those Dude. I don't. I I never liked them because I always found them way too crunchy for my young childhood teeth. I still can't do them nowadays. Like there's, I, I just can't. They're just too rough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Nestle. I think I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's perfect for a Canadian. <laughs> It's perfect for Canadian children who want to remove their baby teeth. Honestly, yeah. Who who, this is the right texture. This is like what we need. <laughs> but I will say the one thing that you guys have that I'm very jealous of is uh, the hickory sticks. Those things they are, are honestly like, good. Seeing your reaction, you, that was like the first thing you ate as well on the stream. Mm-hmm. It was, Yeah. And I don't know if that affected my opinion just because I was like, there's nothing that's going to be better than this, but it, it's true. It was just, it was perfect. They're seasoned so well. I wasn't expecting it. I just expected salt and there was like some sort of like mixture that powder that they put on there. <laughs> yes. So good. And uh, I believe we can expect the video soon on you, the YouTubes. Yeah. Um, floppy is actually, so my editor floppy disk, uh, he's literally in the middle of editing it right now. That is the next video that's supposed to come out. But 
Oh, I don't even think I actually really explained. Wait, no, I guess I did explain it. Never mind. I was gonna say I don't feel like I explained very well that like what it was, but I did. Yeah. What like the Canadian? And, uh, the the only thing I missed because I was there for the first stream, but I missed the second part where you because uh, Dras, uh, the mod who basically sent everything to M, he also sent him a bottle of maple syrup, mm-hmm. no name brand pancake mix, yeah. and uh, poutine gravy. And that's the part I missed. Mm-hmm. The the yeah, you you missed a couple. It was it was a highlight, honestly, because the well the poutine was like you know not it, it's as good as it could get for yeah. like being shipped like literally across like a couple countries. You know what I mean? So um, it was it was a, a like a powder mixture of it that you just like added water to and like heated up on the stove. And it was it was good. It, it definitely tasted similar to gravy. It didn't have like it was like a little bit better, I would say, than like normal like instant brown gravy that you would get here in the U.S. Just because it like was a little bit of a lighter taste. Um, but like the no name brand pancake mix and the maple syrup was it was really good. I like it, it's weird. It's really weird to describe maple syrup. It's like got its own like earthy like kind of taste to it compared to like um just like the fake syrup stuff that we have here yeah um yeah the f- but it's good because it's really ever good. since I, I got a new uh my new job recently so i'm like looking at news basically every day with my job and there was a story a story that comes up i'm like wait what do you mean maple syrup manufacturing is gonna going down because of the weather and it it's maple syrup it's uh the one uh-huh. that one uh oh. production line said like oh hey uh yeah we're gonna be doing some birch syrup here and there uh because we gotta make more so um so hold on oh. wait i think you cut out uh, am i still am i good oh you're good now but you were like you had like a thought and then you were like saying it and then oh. like it just like cut out very uh briefly, okay so. uh three two one uh so because of my new job i look at news like every day now and Maple syrup in certain parts of Canada mm-hmm. now are like it was a short season just because of the weather. So like there was legit a story about like yeah they're tapping birch trees to get some new wow syrup out just to get some syrup out there. Yeah, fake yeah. maple syrup. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's uh it's it's cool and uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed the Canadian snacks. Yeah, no, uh, you guys, you guys got it pretty good out there. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I, I, that we I think have there that is, you guys yeah. don't. But you know, I, I was very. I don't even. I, there's probably a list. I just can't even think of it because it's probably gonna just pack on my weight even more. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I was talking to Jasami to see if Jasami would be willing to send me some of them. Like probably a smaller one. I definitely don't need everything. There's you know a little bit more. Um, like particular stuff I want to try, but I think I still want to do that. But yeah, same thing. Like <laughs> I know I'm going to be snacking on it so much and I'm like, you know, I don't really need that right now, <laughs> um, but it does sound good and I'm interested to try yeah. it. So maybe eventually, maybe eventually. And uh, jumping over to Dawn, you also PB recently. But recently, last like, night. Like, yeah, legit <laughs> last night, a day of recording this, you PB'd. Yeah. It's been a busy last week week and a half wow yeah that's crazy um i'm sure we'll get to all of them but yeah it's been a really weird (laughs) cool last week and a half um that run was honestly really nice because uh for anyone who doesn't know for sa2 um there is is 
RNG sections where you get, you know, better better or worse piece locations. And I got the worst combined time <laughs> for the RNG segments that I've had in like months. <laughs> and my hunting has improved quite a bit. So I got really unlucky and I still beat my best personal or I beat my personal best. So that was really cool. Like if if I had like an, a more average uh combined knuckles i probably got top 20 in this run which is kind of incredible honestly it was so bad <laughs> his combined is like rng splits literally it, it wasn't up to him to get such like a bad combined time but let me tell you it's bad like the game like, was just very mean to, to him on this insane run the worst combined knuckles in the times 20 is um by Criffin and uh, he has like 20th combined knucks. Uh, he's like 18th place. He had a 322 and I had like a 339. So I lost 17 seconds to him. <laughs> if I had the same combined knuckles yeah. as him, I would have actually beaten him, <laughs> which is crazy to think. <laughs> to have a. And what we consider to be a good combined knuckles time is like three yeah, minutes. So I in lost the like low, 40 seconds like, on that. My God. <laughs> So yeah, losing 40 seconds in a game where like literally like the top times, like the world record is like 21 minutes. Like that is huge. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's insane. Like, That's so it's much time. crazy to think. And, but it's also what's good about that PB, Don, is at least when you do get a run going and the RNG is better, you're mm-hmm. good in that top 20 spot, most likely. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna be so I nice know, to run yeah. against it's those just so much time dude. save in the end game. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, and you yeah. also recently did your first 180 run. Yeah, so that was one of the interesting things. I think that was what kicked off like the last week and a half that was so crazy. Was I'm pre- yeah, it was on the 12th, so last Monday, um, like probably around two weeks from when this comes out, I would guess. But um, yeah, so it, I, we, me and M had been prepping with Trader. Uh, the person who's currently going for the world record for 180 was training us up. So we got a lot of really good um, opportunities to learn and like really learn like the correct way to do everything pretty much, uh, which was super helpful. And I ended up getting a top 10 time on my first attempt. So oh, nice. that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. dope. Basically, all of the things that you like, all of the main missions that you expect to go wrong did go wrong. Unfortunately, like um, <laughs> there's one where it's a driving stage and you can't hit any other cars and they have a mind of their own. <laughs> they will drive into you. <laughs> Look out for that um, car. Look out yes. for that car. <laughs> and there's a mission where you can't get hit a single time for like two minutes and if you do uh you just have to reset and do the entire thing over again oh yeah cannon score <laughs> um, yeah and then there's one thing with the chow karate when you raise chows right uh they fight <laughs> it's just interesting but there's it's all rng if you win or not in certain fights right and i lost to the like notorious flash oh no <laughs> he beats everyone and it loses you like three minutes instantly so i mean oh. at least this didn't happen when i was on like a super good run or anything it was like my first one yeah. I, I don't really care about the time as much you know exactly um, <laughs> but it was more funny it was like the icing on the cake <laughs> mm-hmm. and speaking of trader trader was actually at a mini gdq sonic event it's kind of what it was yeah sonic in the side quest sonic so it's like um 
it was like basically people running categories that aren't real categories is the idea okay um yeah so he did basically a what you would consider as almost like a 180 practice category so he did all of the hero story emblems oh, okay uh, very different route of what you would do in 180 since like it's weird to do like one story and then do all the missions. Like it just doesn't really make sense routing wise. Um, but it was really interesting. It went pretty well. There was like some tech issues, which, you know, sounds about right with a two and a half hour run on yeah. <laughs> online GDQ event. Like there's going to be something going on. <laughs> yes. Um, but at least it got fixed pretty quickly. And honestly, it was super fun. Uh, like if you had told me even like, six months or a year ago, like I mentioned this to Emma Trader, like I would never would have believed that I would be on like a couch or commentator or whatever for a GDQ event. I was like, whoa. Yeah, because we bring this, <laughs> this up because Don was uh, basically one of the commentators with Trader for set events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. <laughs> but yeah, that's really, it's really cool to see that. And um, we had him on two weeks ago. We had Savic on and uh, he's recently applied for the Dark Story New Game Plus run for SGDQ, and do you guys think he's gonna make it in? I'd like to think that he would. Um, it's just like that. Um, Dark Story uh, has very much like evolved. I would say um, the most recently, and there's a lot of new strats and stuff. And he, I think mm -hmm. he's doing New Game Plus. So like that is also a category that's never been brought to GDQ before, and it's been a while since SA two's been there. So I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to have. Uh, yeah, I think Savic there's a good there. chance that SA two gets in since there's three people uh, that submitted a run. There's Draco Dan who has been in a ton of GDQs, so it makes sense. Um, and then Dage, who you know has the world record for just about everything, <laughs> just lost all stories, but I mean like. Yeah might get that back potentially um and then savik who holds the world record for dark dark story new game plus so uh i could totally see like i i'd be i'm pretty confident to say i think one of the three will get in since it's been a while for since i say two has been at a main gdq event but the question is who and i could see all three of them kind of having yeah. like an equal case essentially at least like in gdq's eyes so it'll be interesting to see yes Absolutely. Well, um, one last question for both of you before we move on to our second topic. What big thing or big milestone is next for you guys in your Twitch streaming careers right now? What's what's next? What's coming next? Can you give us a tease? Of what's what's to come? Dude, uh, I it's weird because now for me, I guess... I had a very clear goal set in mind, you know, for myself. And um, I think, um, you know, what I've heard from like other like content creators is like setting number goals for yourself isn't necessarily like a healthy thing, especially since like certain numbers are not within your control, like having like a, a X amount of subs, you know, or like having X amount of like average viewers at a certain point. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like those are goals to shoot for, but not not all of it is always in your control. So I guess like for me right now, it's just like uh, I really want to grow. I really want to start growing my YouTube because my YouTube isn't like very big. Um, it's just like uh, it's it's I think it's close to 300 subs, which is it's nice considering like, you know, I just started my YouTube uh, for real, for real, like a, a, a little less or yeah, a little less than a year ago. Um, and I'm hoping to get like more uh, videos out per like per week and stuff. 
So, or even just weekly, you know, cause we, we, I don't even have like a set schedule for it right now. So I, that, I think the main thing is I just want to continue to grow and like, uh, make the community better and just nice. definitely YouTube. What about though, you, Don? For sure. Yeah. So it's weird. Like all of the big things that I had planned kind of like happened in this last week. And honestly, <laughs> I'm just like, huh, like I, I like, you know, there was never really thought past that. So for me, I guess it's just still kind of just like, um, trying to grow my stream because, and like, honestly be more consistent. Uh, cause that is honestly a big thing for me. Like I've done streaming in pretty much every game that I've played over the years, <clears throat> but I never necessarily end up sticking with it <laughs> and being consistent. And I think now I'm, even though I'm not super consistent, um, I'm more consistent than I've ever been, I would say. So I kind of just want to stick with that. And also in the future, I'll probably be doing more 180s and stuff. So I guess that's the big one doing, you know, like a 10 to 12 hour stream <laughs> is pretty big. Um, so that's probably the next one, but that's gonna, not even going to be till most likely like June. So we still have a while for that. All right. Excellent. Uh, with that, we're moving on to our second topic of the day. We're talking Kingdom Hearts. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so to kick kick it off uh, with this topic, what got you into the franchise? What what was it that drew you to Kingdom Hearts? When I was again a young emerald, I was um, I would uh, my my parents were divorced, so what would happen is I would spend time at my dad's house on like every other weekend I would stay over there and on Wednesdays I'd like have dinner over there. But my cousins um, also lived with my dad at the time. So what I would do is uh, I'd go and then I'd like, I'd pretty often watch like my older cousin uh, Brian play games. And uh, one of the first games I remember like really getting into watching him play was kingdom hearts. Um, and so he played, he was playing the, uh, the first one and I don't remember I think I did get the first one before I played the second one, but I remember literally when the second one came out um, and I rented it uh, because, you know, that was like what I did back then, you know, didn't have like a ton of money growing up. So like my mom would always like rent me games, but I beat it within like two days because um, I was just playing the crap out of it. And I absolutely love that game. <laughs> <laughs> definitely speedrunner at heart dude because i i well it wasn't even really speedrunning dude i was just playing non-stop like i remember waking up and just playing until bed <laughs> like, i was just so I need donald um <laughs> yeah my story is actually surprisingly similar it was literally my cousin playing it um <laughs> like wow, I, I remember going over to his house because sometimes my mom would like have shifts during like a week to like like a weekend or something. And so I would just go hang out at my aunt's house. Um, and he was just sitting there like playing on his PS2 and I didn't have a PS2. And I was like, dang, I really want this game. And I would like play with him and like, we would take turns sometimes. And then I was like begging my mom. I was like, please, I need a PS2 for kingdom hearts. Like, I don't even care about anything else. Just kingdom hearts. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I remember seeing the trailer for kingdom hearts too. And I was like, dude, I need this. And then that Christmas, I got both of them. And I was like, yes, it's time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. Mm -hmm. So, for me, I, I, I'm very different. I I grew up as a Nintendo boy, and then I got the Xbox second. Like, I didn't get PlayStation until the PS4. So, when it came to Kingdom Hearts, I remember as a young, a, young, a wee lad, a, a wee little Tony, I 
saw a video on the YouTube, and it was, uh, it was do- it was like a like a cutscene from Kingdom Hearts, and I'm like, oh, what the heck is this? It's Disney. I like Disney, so I search up a bit more with my Google knowledge, and I find the Kingdom Hearts stuff, and cue me a week later after watching all of the cutscenes from every game at that point in time. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was cool. I'll hopefully play them one day, and then when I get the PS4, the 1.5 and 2.5 and 2.8 mixes are on sale, and I'm like, bye. Time to binge play. <laughs> and that was... 2018 because then the following year KH3 came out and so I didn't wait long for I mean I was like awaiting like the day that Kingdom Hearts 3 would come out so I could watch the cutscenes for it basically because that was basically my only means of like experiencing (laughs) Kingdom Hearts at the time Um, oh wait no I lied sorry my first Kingdom Hearts experience was actually coded I played Coded on the DS, and that's how I actually got introduced to the game. It was on sale at an HMV, and that's how I found the game. And that's really kind of how we got it. I had no clue what Kingdom Hearts was. It just had Mickey on the front, and I'm like, Mickey! <laughs> this looks sick. But it, it did lead to me watching the cutscenes of like of all the other games. and. Man, what a game to start with. I feel like you must have been so confused. I, I was. <laughs> Thankfully, Coded is like not yeah. the worst place to start because it is kind of just the events it's of like a, recap. a recap of one, basically, just yeah. with a couple things of Maleficent and Pete talking about, we need to find the box. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did that. So that like but, yeah, it, <laughs> younger yeah. people or newer people to the series would pick it up and be like, oh, okay, well, it was it was more it was more stuff. to tell Mickey that hey, Ventura and Aqua are alive, mm-hmm. and uh, that was basically because he's <laughs> a very roundabout way to go about a very it. Round, yes, absolutely. But that was basically <laughs> yeah. they're like, hey, Mickey, you know, remember these people? They're not dead. Woohoo! Uh, but on from that, what is your guys' favorite Kingdom Hearts game and least favorite Kingdom Hearts game of the 11 games that now exist in the franchise? So, I haven't played Coded, so I can't really have an opinion on that one. Um, but my favorite, and I think most people's favorites, is uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, I guess specifically 2FM, because you know it has more content. Um, Two uh, two FM is really good. I mean, like I think the the combat was perfect. I think the pacing of it was uh pretty good. Weird start, but it was like you know I I didn't mind when I was younger like playing it at all. And even now I don't mind just because like you know it is a weird start, but it was so weird that I it was just like I'm just kind of curious what's gonna happen. You know, like Who's who the heck Roxas is Roxas? Like, what, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Here? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, that's my favorite, uh, and then my least favorite. Uh, I, uh, unfortunately, I have to say it's Kingdom Hearts 3. I think, I, I think it is, uh, like, I think Remind was, like, kind of cool. Like, I, I, like, really liked that. I, I kind of liked, um, just how, like, it ended up, I guess. But the game as a whole, it just didn't do it for me. And I think it's because, you know, uh, me, just like a lot of other people, like, we were waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 for so long. We had a lot of expectations for it. And then, like, for me, it just didn't live up to those expectations. And, you know, it's sad, but um, I still enjoyed playing it. But I definitely remember, like, streaming it. And then there was, like, a couple, like, lagging parts of the game. 
Um, and I literally remember almost falling asleep in my chair at one point. Like that's how like how uninterested I was in that like specific section. So I was just like, yeah. But I mean, it, it has some redeeming like parts of it for sure. But if I, that's that's yeah, my Kingdom Hearts three one. is a weird one. It's like you, you could tell that it was like so close to being amazing in a lot of different ways, but like it just falls short in a couple sections. Yeah. It's like ah. Oh. You could have been so good, you know, like the best game. I feel like it, it, it easily could have been the best game with like slight changes to pacing, like story decisions, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little yeah, unfortunate. Exactly. Um, but like for me, for favorite and least favorite, I think I'm going to have to break it down to like gameplay and story because it's so different for me, right? Like, uh, like I'd say story wise, Birth by Sleep's probably my favorite, but like not gameplay wise, right? Um, and then. Story wise, mm-hmm. least favorite. Oh, this is actually hard, but I would say maybe coded. But it sucks because coded is also pretty good. It has like a lot of really good moments mm-hmm. in it. I think coded um, also kind of got better thanks to the uh, the remixes with it making yes. it full cutscene and also adding that additional mm-hmm. cutscene at the end of the uh, at the end of it, where it's like, hey, this was how everybody. This was why. This is why Cyx is a nobody again. Yeah. And then gameplay wise, I would say it, it's like actually just such a tie between uh, Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix and Remind because Remind was like super fun uh, with those boss fights. Um, but it's like only you know like the Remind section. <laughs> um, and then least favorite gameplay is one hundred percent three hundred and fifty eight over two. <laughs> I hated that so much as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I've, the three fifty eight over two is the only one I haven't actually played. Played. It's awful. <laughs> uh, I tried to play it through an emulator, but I'm like, man, laptop playing a DS game on emulator just isn't as isn't great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the only one that I've actively disliked the gameplay. Like even Chain of Memories, I I enjoy. You know, like there's some moments where it's like there's I some moments where it's like a little like finicky and kind of annoying, but like for the most part, it's really interesting. Um, and yeah, it's definitely that game for my least favorite. I'm just bad at Chain of Memories, which is kind of why Chain of Memories is near my bottom gameplay wise. Because I'm, I feel I am not fast enough to think math wise. I'm just like high cards do things, and my deck is not great. It's just like ah. Uh, just play on lower difficulties, and it works. I mean, I like playing on normal, and yeah, I played it fair. on normal, so. Uh, it was like, as long as the boss isn't a humanoid, I'm fine. Oh, no, we're fighting Axel. Oh, no, we're fighting Marxine. Oh, no, we're fighting Marluxia. Oh, we're fighting Final for Marluxia. That was okay. But normal Marluxia sucked ass. Uh, and then Riku's story was fine, because Riku's deck was like, yeah, you don't have to worry about all that deck building shit. It's just go through it as Riku. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I didn't even know, and I think I'm sure a lot of people had this experience not even knowing that the Riku stuff existed. Like, I beat the the like main game with Sora, and I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this game now. <laughs> I didn't even wait to see the main menu again. <laughs> and then, like, a year later, I reloaded it. I'm like, wait, what? Riku? <laughs> wait, wait, I was like, hold Riku. on. There's more. <laughs> a second half of this game. Mamma mia. <laughs> Uh, like it's not even like you missed a little bit or like a little side section or almost like DLC. It's like half of the game. Bas- yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but uh, my favorite game is KH2. It was the first KH I platinumed, um, and uh, it was just, it. I just had so much fun with two. It was a blast to just actually play through that game and just experience it, everything that it had to offer. So KH2 definitely my favorite, and 
chain or a combo of chain and uh, days are probably at the bottom for me personally. See, I didn't, I didn't even hate uh, three, five, eight days over two that much because it was like when I, well, I was a kid to be fair, and just a fanboy <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts, so I was just like, oh my god, Kingdom Hearts game, let's go! And like, I, it, they really tried yeah. with the DS version, of course. Like, you know, it's 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 as good as and it I mean, could you be could for also, like a like, normal summarize DS the game. Plot of course, of they did like, with they sit and eat ice cream, <laughs> and and like. Yeah. They say they need ice cream. She on Sora. Roxas is Sora. They fight, and there's, there can only be one. Yeah, the story segment at the end is super good, but yeah, like yeah, it's mo- getting to that is like they had a really good idea, which is like, oh, let's like go day by day and do missions. Like the concept is super interesting, uh, but it's just yeah, it was like on a DS game, and like I'm pretty sure it was the. Like, I think they just try to do too much. <laughs> I think if they made it a little bit more simple, like Chain of Memories, yeah. maybe it would have been a good idea, but I don't know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, another thing that KH3 brought to the table was that it ended the Xehanort saga. Uh, the Xehanort saga being basically these first 11 games now, because uh, Melody of Memory, uh, they're like, oh yeah, actually no, this will be the end of it, because they're fine looking for Sora... Because, spoiler alert, uh, if you have not played Cage 3 yet, Sora's dead. <laughs> dead, in quotations. He's not dead, but he's missing. But, you know, Sora's dead with the crab rave, Definitely crab rave emo. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But it also brought the end of the Xehanort saga, which is basically kind of the whole plot that Cage, the over overarching plot that the entire series has had up to this point. Um, where do you guys think what do you guys think will be next going forward for like cage four and everything beyond melody of memory now honestly i think um like i don't know it's gonna be really interesting and they're definitely gonna do some stuff with the like the next game 100 percent has to be like to do with like some of that quadratum stuff or whatever it's called oh, um, oh yeah what was it quad quad oh, it's something i think yeah. i think it's quadratum it's something like that yeah um but it's going to be super interesting. I kind of almost hope they do um, a sort of like dream drop distance sort of thing where you're like switching back and forth. Maybe not in the same way. Yeah, because the drop the drop mechanic in dream drop distance was a little annoying at times, especially when it's yeah. like you look at the time and you're like, ah, oh, shit! And <laughs> then you switch. Yeah, it's like you don't even get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, but... that was definitely like the big issue I had with dream drop distance. Other than that, it was like really very fun aside from the drop mechanic yeah i mean i don't really know um uh, i so from what i've heard um and uh, you know i haven't uh played melody of memory but apparently there's like cutscenes at the end of it that are like are like connecting to like what's gonna happen next is that true is that what's going on yeah kind (laughs) of kind of um it doesn't really give too much it just kind of like elaborates on things we kind of already knew oh okay yeah well my thoughts about it are um I think it's a good play for them to end the Xehanort saga and kind of like start something a little bit new because like, I think one of the biggest complaints to like people who aren't big kingdom hearts fans is how complicated the story is and like how, like, you know, uh, nothing really makes sense because it's like, Oh yeah, I think we lost. Wait, no. Yeah. I think we lost. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, apologies real quick, everybody. 
I we had a one of the worst technical difficulties ever, where my whole street and quadrant of the city got a blackout. <laughs> um, so resuming the conversation on uh, Kingdom Hearts, I believe I I was saying that uh, the one thing I'm most interested to see is how Bragg and how Lushu basically became Bragg. Like that's a big thing that I really wanna. I want that to be dive dived into more. Yeah, it's so interesting because there's like the combination of like uh, Union Cross and uh, Dark Road as well with all the mobile games. Like I haven't really been following it a ton since like it really started. Like I kind of know the gist of some of the things, but like it's really obvious that that's going to be super important in the next one. And I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so much really, to catch up on yeah it's it's really annoying that they would take something like the mobile games and make it like super important to like the yeah. lore of kingdom hearts overall yeah it's it's it, there's like a it, like if, you, if people wanted to like jump into union cross and stuff like that it's like oh how many 900 chapters <laughs> yeah there's a lot i started like literally i played it when it came out and i actually grinded it for a while like i played same. it a lot. same yeah um it was like but that was like when i was like freshman in high school dude that was oh so God. long ago yeah that was so so long ago like 20 like 12 or 20 well no 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 like I think, yeah, it, no, I think it must have come out. I, I, think, I thought it was like 2015 or 2016 or okay, something. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that might, that might I think, sound I think maybe a freshman correct. in college because I think I was a sophomore or junior I was in definitely in high school because I remember oh, really? playing it in – I 100% was because I was playing it um, oh. in class. Yeah, because Union so, Cross okay. used to be something else entirely. Yeah, like, uh, that's right. Like because, Lost like, Key or something like that. It, mm-hmm. it, was, it went through like three name changes before it just became Union Cross. Yeah, because I didn't play it until it became – it was, I think, oh, I forget what it was even called. It's gone through so many versions. Yeah, it has. <laughs> um, but the story is really interesting. And there was one thing I mentioned to you, I think, M, where it like kind of, there's the, it's a callback to that room from Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that's like right. the crazy looking room. And I was like, what? There's no way that 20 years later this guy ties this room in. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. actually significant now. Like, hello. <laughs> Which room? How does that happen? The, like, the um, room on okay. Destiny the island or like are we so there's a room in um the what's it called the end of the worlds or whatever like that uh, the the last world in kingdom hearts one oh that room room with the little capsules and stuff and it always looked so interesting and i was like man like that looks so cool i wonder if there's a story behind it and they finally are doing it they're calling it like the ark or something in union cross um yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of theories going around. Okay, that, actually, like, some okay. of the characters from Union Cross are coming into the main series. Like they tr- time traveled to the future is the idea. Yeah. Um, um, also, so that room in Kingdom Hearts one, actually, there is they Melody of Memory also answers it as well mm-hmm. because yeah. that's how Xehanort sent Kyrie to Destiny Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy, dude. It's, so, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like um, seeing that, I'm just like. Oh my god, I know this room because like legit, I had just finished Platinum in Cage One, so I saw that cutscene multiple times because I had to do like mm-hmm. three playthroughs of that game. And I'm like, it's so crazy, <laughs> bro. He's a madman. He, he just made the room look super cool, and he's like, eventually we'll do something with this. I have no clue. It kind of seems like that's like Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just Tetsuya Nomura's just going, "Hey, this looks cool." Uh, for, and then it's just like he forgets about it, comes back after ten games. Oh, hey. 
what should I do with this room now? It's like that meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie's like has the crazy board <laughs> and he's like oh, it's the- explaining <laughs> how it works and it's just like a crazy like sprawl of across this whole board of how the whole series works. That's like him pitching each idea. Oh my god. <laughs> the people on his team are like, sure. The one it's dis- working so far. And the one busy representative there is just like uh my god <laughs> what did we get into he's just like yeah. do you guys want the, the, the uh raya and the last dragon in your new game or not <laughs> god oh my oh and uh so release date wise when do you guys think we'll actually see an- the next kingdom hearts game whether it, whether it be kh4 or some spinoff um i would hope that they don't do another spinoff, but in classic cage fashion, I'm sure they will uh, before the next one comes out. But like, I don't think we'll see one probably not until like at least 2022, probably 2023 if I'm being honest. So yeah, I think the one thing they mentioned is they were going to be silent this year on announcements. And I think it's because they announced kingdom hearts three too early you know into development like they literally just started it yeah uh and, and so people were on the edge of their seats for like years half a decade yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> from when they announced it even longer i think so yeah. i think uh they're probably gonna wait to announce it until like six months to a year before mm-hmm. it comes out True. and since they said like 2022 especially when they my, were my pre- guess is like early 2023 i would guess yeah. especially when they were also like really good with like melody and memories release mm-hmm. like tease window and release date yeah, like, I think what, they like, learned their lesson. Yeah, it was like, what, four months away from Christmas when they announced it, and then it came out like by Christmas, and it was like, yeah. yeah. My guess for it would be is that the, the thing that I'm thankful for, for sure, is that we're kind of less in an era of like handhelds, so... Most of the games that come out are either mobile, which, you know, kind of make them definitely side games or um, on, on console, you know. So I think for the most part, any game we see in the future, even if it's not like, quote unquote, Kingdom Hearts 4, it's still going to have like super, it's going to have very big relevance. And uh, it, it's mostly going to be like for connecting stuff. So like, say like, because I think there's never going to be like a, a main series game that doesn't have Sora as the main character would would be my assumption. Um, so like, I would say in the next game, my guess would probably be like, we're playing as Riku, uh, for probably the whole game it, for the maturity of the game, I would guess. Uh, yeah. And it's not going to be kingdom hearts four would be my guess. Yeah. Um, I definitely see that. I feel like the next game, like if they do a side game would be something Riku's journey to find Sora and he finds Sora mm-hmm. and it'll also maybe show, we maybe get like some aqua gameplay training Kyrie. Ooh, that would be cool. Cause melody and memory also ended like, Oh yeah. Hey, go train with aqua. And Kevin's like, okay. So that yeah, would be it's so uh, funny that they use these games to be like, hey, like, here's this little thing that's happening. It's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, so that, like, hey, they rem- weed that out of Kingdom Hearts. Remember 4, you Fairy know? Godmother? Remember her appearance in the first two Kingdom Hearts games? Hell, hey, guess what? She has a huge role in Melody of Memory. It matters now. <laughs> it matters. Mm. Her appearance in those games all along finally matter of her taking you to, like, here's some dead people. <laughs> Dude, um, is I know you like the rhythm games. Is a uh, melody of memory coming to stream soon? <laughs> coming to stream, probably not. But <laughs> I will say that um, it's a game that I kind of just kind of just like waiting to go on sale before mm-hmm. I get it because it's definitely something I would love because I love Kingdom Hearts music and I do like messing around with rhythm games. And it's it's really so. good. It's a really good rhythm game. I enjoyed it a lot. I platinumed yeah. it. Um, drove me mad a bit to platinum it, but it's really good. 
<laughs> like I yeah, perfected I got it the on hardest. Switch. Yeah, I, I I got on the PS4 because again, platinum's like trophies. But, I uh, I was traveling the day it came out, or like the day after it came out. So I was like, oh, I should get it on Switch, and then I can like play it like at night when nobody's really doing anything. And then I was like, man, these like controls are a bit less like responsive <laughs> than I would like. I was like, oh, Oof. for a rhythm game, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was still good, but like, yeah, I, I definitely think I should have waited for PC or like ps4 mm-hmm. yeah so, it's multiplayer yeah. honestly i was surprised like how decent the multiplayer was for it yeah it looks really cool i haven't been able to try it but i've seen some videos of it and it looks really interesting yeah really fun um next question i got uh when it comes to kh4 what are some mechanics that you definitely want to see in that have been in the past games and what do you want to see changed overhauls or just removed uh, definitely mm. the attraction flow, dude. Get rid of that. <laughs> oh, that's, that was so dumb. Dude. I like it to an so extent. Much. I like the idea, but not necessarily that it's like theme park rides. It's kind of <laughs> weird to me. I'm like, huh. Seems yeah. super out of place. Like, why am I riding a train in like the climax of the game? <laughs> it also is just like some. They came up too often, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it needs to be something that's paced a little better because it's like the whole thing is like they're trying to make it like cool. Like, just be like, oh, you can do this really crazy, like, attack, like, uh, all the time or, like, at, at a ton of different times. But they'll they'll make it so much better if you can use it less because mm-hmm. then it'll be, like, cooler. Yeah, like, even I think with the more scripted moments with it, like that one boss fight in Olympus, uh, it uh, was pretty cool. Yeah, like, like that was, was cool. That was a well use of it. And then yeah. from that point on, it's like, do you want the merry-go-round, the pirate ship? Or the rapids, <laughs> and they're pretty broken too. Yeah, like it's kind of weird. I don't know. That's another thing with it too is like they were so good, but also pretty. They did a lot. So yeah, it kind of like breaks up the pacing of the gameplay in like not a good way. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like flow motion though. I like the idea of it. Um, like I think they're going in the right direction. I would like to see it be maybe a little bit more fluid with like how you're running on the wall and stuff. Because I definitely was kind of annoyed with it like when you're running up the walls like yes uh there, there was issues sometimes but I, I like the idea it's really cool and it, i feel like it like plays into the gameplay really well mm-hmm. yeah that was cool grand magic was also cool like if you chained oh, like faraga yeah. you could, and you would, you would get faraza and like blizzaza and Vandaza. And... so satisfying <laughs> so it, those were really cool i would like to see more done with summons because you really yeah. it's like you get them you use them once or twice and like they only they've become more like when it's time to grind things out at the end game like they become more mm-hmm. useful i would like them to be like more just like cool like cool. I, I, honestly i would like to see like use that your final fantasy side and like i don't know we've met these final fantasy characters like have a summon where you summon like leon or cloud and you do these cool combo moves with them that would be dope yeah, yeah that would be sick like that's what I would like to see, and then just like better flow motion, definitely. Like, mm-hmm. like I think they can improve on it a lot. Oh, yeah, and even Kingdom Hearts three was a lot better, but I yes. still think they could do more with it. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, hundred percent, they could do more with flow motion. Um, next question I got revolves around the music of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Favorite track in the entire franchise. And least favorite track in the entire franchise. It's like asking to pick my favorite kid, dude. There's no way. There's literally like I. I was like, so like you know, obviously like we get to like 
look at some of these questions beforehand and like prep a little bit. And I was thinking about it, man. I was really trying to think about what is like my favorite Kingdom Hearts song. And I really don't have an answer because um, I don't think that there's uh, Kingdom Hearts is one of the reasons why I like Kingdom Hearts so much is because I love the music so, so much. And um, I think it always fits with the mood. Um, and they make like really big, like dramatic moments feel like um, in, in a non-ironic way, like epic and like, you know, like it fits the mood so well. And it's just like very emotional when it needs to be. And it's just like, I, I don't I don't have a favorite song because they're just like so, so good all around. It's fair Which enough. I know is a cop out, but you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. Out. I'm sorry. I really can't do it. It's so hard. <laughs> well, you, you know, Don? one I was gonna, I was really struggling with this as well. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many good ones. Like Terra's theme is really good when, um, like whenever, <laughs> like describing it like this is funny, but whenever he has the pop off moment and that theme just starts blaring behind yeah, him, yeah, it's yeah. so sick. Um, but I think the oh, that that's like probably tied or my second. But the one that I really liked, and it sucks because I feel like it doesn't get a lot of attention, is the fight in Kingdom Hearts 3 where you have, like, Xion and Roxas is all back and you're playing as Roxas. It's, like, a mix of all of their songs, and it's so good. I, like, literally... that song is so good. Yeah, like, it doesn't get enough attention. I'm like, wait, this one is so good. Like, uh, for example, the other one that's kind of like that, too, is... Uh, the Roxas fight in Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, you get to hear a lot more of it in the actual battle. Um, but yeah, I would say like those three are probably my favorite. It's just funny because two of them don't get much attention at all. Because uh, they're not really main themes. It's just kind of a single battle, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you what my one of my least favorite is. And it's uh, <laughs> the most of the Atlantica stuff. <laughs> no! Uh, are you a fan, M? Dude, they're not that bad. I mean, like, they're, like, they're, here's the thing. I get, they like, are at the bottom. I, I'd say they're close to the bottom. I, and I feel like I, yeah, it's more fair. of like, I'll, I'll respect the KH2 ones because like, it's, it's them trying their best to sing. And I'm like, you know what? Fair. It's more of just the loop of Under the Sea in Atlantica KH1. <laughs> Cause I, you, you hear that one, you hear that one so much <laughs> grinding. Yeah, I know. So that's why no, I, that one's at the bottom of my list. Cause it's just like, da, 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 da. And you're just trying to get through it. Just like, I just want, and then it goes, and then it goes, and then it goes, and no, I'm just like uh, that's definitely. I guess that's definitely the low point. I guess um, of the series for sure. And but, isn't Atlantica? Doesn't it lock the Ultima weapon? If I remember, in Kingdom Hearts two, I could be wrong. I think it gives you. It gets you a piece of or a yeah. plus for it. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, dude, I really have to play this song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's like what. That's like one of the reasons I think people hate it is because it's necessary if you want to like do like. Like actually get everything like in the ultimate weapon too like most people are gonna get that so yeah 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 i would say um <laughs> it's not even because of the song itself but my least favorite is probably let it go because that just felt like so <laughs> it, it, it's just like oh hey it's just like the movie but Sora's there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i was like dude why i was like they could have made this so cool like they definitely i don't know yeah but I don't think Disney wanted them touching too much of it. They were like, no, sure, you can do your own not. version of it, but don't like go crazy. Like basically make it similar to the movie. You that's can't take, I, touch it too much. That, that's what it seems like 
uh with like kingdom hearts 3 like i mean generally in the kingdom hearts games like disney i'm sure doesn't want like them to like mess with the disney like characters and worlds too much um but it felt to me at least more so in kingdom hearts 3 that that was the case they were like you cannot do anything with frozen yeah you cannot do absolutely anything different that's like weird yeah, or cool I, of like all the worlds frozen was like the one that was like the least touched like with the tangled world they did a they they were good with that one. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I feel like that's probably Toy the best. Sto- Toy Story and Pixar were both. Toy Story and Monsters Inc. were both great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pirates was good because at least that was like the one of the only one of the only returning worlds that were Disney mm-hmm. in that game. I don't know if you watched the uh, game theory video for the Frozen World, um, but that one was really sick. It was really interesting to me. Um, I don't know if either of you have heard it, but basically the idea, because originally in Frozen, Elsa was actually supposed to be like the main villain. Yeah, Um, because that's like how the fairy tale goes, doesn't it? mm -hmm. And so she was supposed to be the main villain, and then they scrapped it because they're like, we want her to be more like more of a role model and, you know, like going through struggle and stuff and then coming back. And show these girls they don't need no man to succeed. (laughs) So Nomura was actually like, this is the thought. This is the theory is that Nomura was thinking the same thing. And so in the ice world and everything, like when the castle thing happens, instead of it being out of nowhere, Elsa was supposed to turn on Sora and like Donald and Goofy and make the ice castle to lock them in because they won't like leave her alone or whatever, Um, which I like a lot more. The thought of Elsa being the villain. And it also makes sense um, with the ice like enemy at the end, the boss, because you're like not going to fight Elsa. But it seemed like that was the plan, and then it seems like they were like, no, you can't do that anymore. So they were like, okay, well, we already made all of this. (laughs) We have to use it, which explains why everything kind of feels a little out of place. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that theory just makes everything make 10 times more sense. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, wait, this just blew my mind. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Um, The next question I do got... um, what Disney worlds, if they fear, the theory is that they're going to be like, Oh, Hey, for the next game, we'll probably do like a majority of final fantasy worlds. But like I, when they do go back to like adding new Disney worlds, what would you guys like to see? Like what Disney franchise would you like to see Sora, Donald and Goofy travel to? Mm, I, well, mm, I don't really. So for me, like, I like Disney stuff, but I, I even growing up, admittedly, I didn't see like a lot of the Disney movies. A lot of my exposure to Disney was from Kingdom Hearts. Um, so I would honestly, even if they like just went back to old worlds, I'd be down. But I don't know if there's any necessarily off the top of my head that are like new that I'm like, oh, my God, they have to be there. If we could like maybe see some more Pixar worlds, I guess Disney Pixar worlds. I think that'd be cool. Get those Pixar um, moms. Yes, definitely. Dude, <laughs> dude they dude. they had like rat they had like Ratatouille, uh, Remy in there, dude. Bring, let me have a full Ratatouille world. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't mind returning to Big Hero Six again because yeah. I feel like they could do some more stuff with that. Yeah, they um, did a lot with it in Kingdom Hearts with, with uh, the return of the original Baymax being that was yeah. like, that was really dope how they yeah did it's really interesting because it feels like it actually like touched on the canon of that series. If they do make it a series, I don't know honestly, if they're continuing yeah. it still. Um, 
but yeah, so my main ones, like I kind of have a lot because <laughs> I remember I actually used to work at a movie theater. So I saw like every major movie that came out because we would just be bored and we're like, we may as well just go, you know, because um, it was free. <laughs> so <clears throat> like the two main ones that I want to see, like Disney wise of the newer ones is Moana and Coco, because I feel like both of them would be sick worlds to explore. Um, like they write themselves in the same way that I thought when I first saw frozen, like when I was watching frozen, I was literally like not even watching it for the movie. I was just thinking about how it would fit in kingdom hearts. (laughs) Um, and it just made sense, you know? And then the other one that I'm disappointed that they haven't done and that they've thought about doing is treasure planet. Like, why isn't it a thing? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Treasure planet. Yes, please. It just like fits so well. It does. Oh wait, that would be so good. Wait, that's yeah. a great idea. What the? And then uh, th- apparently they had models. They were making models for it in like Kingdom Hearts three, I think. And then they didn't end up doing it, which is like, dude, come on. Oh, <laughs> the fandom wants it. Yeah, you know it would be good. It would be so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Treasure Pla- Coke. I would like to see Coco because just how vibrant like they make the. Mm-hmm. Is it the underworld? I guess or like the the kind of yeah like. Me- land of the dead or yeah, something the land like of that. The dead. It, that how they made that just so vibrant and colorful and like so cool to look at it's just like Whoa. yeah and imagine when because you know they would give like sora donald and goofy new outfits when you oh, go absolutely to they would and it would be so good it would be <laughs> donald looks at himself quack it's so he's, <laughs> it, it, it's just, it would just be so oh it would just be so good yeah i feel like they would do a really good job with those worlds um so like those are the three I really want to see, and I could totally also see them doing in the next games as well. You know, I it'd be cool. I don't know if they would do it, but because Disney now owns Star Wars and they do own Marvel, and like that Big Hero Six is part Marvel in there. Um, yeah, but like if they like they they fucking Sora Doll and Goofy end up, hey, where are we? And then you just hear a. Snap! And then it's just like Donald, no! <laughs> and then you just see Thanos clapping his cheeks. Oh my god, he's so nice. <laughs> that would be really crazy. But you see that, but like a Star Wars world, I would, I would, oh, that would be imagine sword, having like, like, like a Iron Man and Captain America in your party. <laughs> yo, that would be cool though. Oh uh, wow, yo, but that like a Keyblade lightsaber though, that would be dope too. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Whoa! I can use the force. No, you, it's just Luke's. It's like I don't know. They, they go for like episode four just because classic. Mm-hmm. Keep it safe. It would make sense. And Luke's just and Obi Wan's just like no, you can't. You can't use the force, kid. I don't sense any metachlorians in you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be so cool. Like with how big Disney's gotten, like the. I, it's just they so I, I want Disney to be more brave and be like, okay, Tetsuya, we trust you. Do do something with this. <laughs> and then tomorrow's just Anakin like... is corrupted by the darkness. <laughs> 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 That's why he became Darth Vader. <laughs> the darkness corrupted your father, Luke. Oh my god! <laughs> I could totally see it, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it would be hilarious. Um, any last things you want to add on? kingdom hearts before we move to the bonus level uh no i don't think so for me yeah i think we covered most of it <laughs> excellent well then uh moving right along it's time for us to tackle the last bit of this podcast with the bonus level now accessing the bonus level and starting off we have top five and the top five list i got top five games you would play on stream that you currently don't play Hmm. Well, 
I would like to mm, I, I'd like to try to maybe do some more speedrun stuff, I guess, you know, like um maybe play some more Sonic games or something. And I'm really waiting, honestly, like I don't want to devote myself too much because like I already play like Sonic Heroes and stuff, but I don't really want to get too heavily into another like uh, Sonic game because like I really want a new Sonic game to come out. You know what I mean? Like I really, really want to like have like a new Sonic game and like grind out runs for that because I think it'd be super fun. Even if it's like not really that great of a game when it comes out or a really great speed run, like it'll be good content at least for a bit and it'll be fun. Yeah. Because it'll be new. Um, So like looking out for something like that i would like to get i honestly part of me really wants to try wind waker hd speedruns again because like i I tried to do it but the biggest issue was manual super swim uh which is like a a trick where you have to like do a ton of pausing frame perfectly and like turning around so that you can like build up speed uh and then like skip like the first like 10 minutes of the game or like 15 minutes or something of the game um and it's a really big skip but it's really really hard and i couldn't learn it i spent like eight hours trying to do the trick and never got it once um so those um casually i'm definitely looking to play some of the sonic games that i haven't played on stream before like um i have never played the 360 version of sonic unleashed i'd like to do that the better version the better version yeah definitely the better version from what i've heard um also like Sonic and the Secret Rings I would like to stream because I it's my least favorite Sonic game so that's just fun. <laughs> it's um, just pain. Yeah, fun pain though, you know, we get to everybody gets to laugh at me be angry at a game. Um Oh look, then, it's Knuckles. No, my name's not Knuckles. I'm Sinbad. Yeah, dude, I don't. <laughs> the storybook games are so weird, dude. Um and then um uh, other than that, I'd say honestly, um, I'd be down to like stream the new Pokemon games when they come out. Like the well, not the like the remakes of Diamond and Pearl and stuff. And I might even stream Pokemon Snap. I don't know. I haven't decided just because you know, it would be a fun game to share with stream, and then like decide. Like I don't know if I would want to play it so much just on my own. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess those are my choices for me. Nice. Don? Yeah, some of mine are really similar. Like, for example, um, like Unleashed is definitely one I want to play because I, I was thinking about it and I, I was trying I was gonna play colors on stream because I, I've actually never played colors. It's like one of the only ones I never played. And uh like watching people do runs of it recently, I was like, This this game actually looks like sick. <laughs> I was like, how did I not play this? Um I had a Wii and everything. But uh yeah, and then I was thinking about it and I was like, Well, you know, I haven't played Unleashed in like since it came out (laughs) so maybe i should play that first and then move on to colors just for the natural progression um so those are like the two that are on my radar probably the most like those are probably going to be the next two that i would play nice um but besides that yeah i'm thinking about maybe doing the new ace attorney or not new but you know the the, the, i guess re-releases of the ace attorney games the chronicles yeah because like it's never really been available outside of japan yeah, so fan translations are uh, about it but and that's like only yeah. for the first one the second one hasn't even gotten like much of a fan translation yeah. and the pc version of the other ace attorney games were pretty good so i'm, I'm gonna assume that they're gonna be just as good hopefully <laughs> um but yeah so I'll, i'm looking forward to those besides that yeah i'm kind of like thinking about maybe getting into other speed games but for the most part they're kind of sonic for now uh, I guess the only other one would be like maybe Celeste. 
I could see myself getting into some Celeste runs for a while, even if I don't do them very seriously. It would just kind of be more of a like casual speed run, I guess. Nice. So yeah, those would be fun. Celeste is so dope. It's a six yeah. speed run too. The movement is so queen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen. Cause I think Torps run it a bit. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do a couple. I'm like, dang, that, just that movement just looks so crisp and mm-hmm. so fluid. Definitely, it's, it's pretty dope. Uh, me myself, uh, obviously SA2. Uh, I've said it. I think I've said it before Let's that go. I do. When, once go. I get my PC, I will start running that game. Um, I, other game, I, another, another game I do want to run just because I enjoyed the game so much and just how the movement was is Abzu, which is um, that underwater swimming game where you. Uh, it's from the creators of Journey. If you haven't uh, seen the game before, go check it out. It's really fun. It's, I believe it's still free with the game's stay-at-home incentive with PlayStation right now. So if you haven't caught it yet, go pick it up before it's not free anymore. Because it's just really... Yeah, it definitely should, especially if it's like Journey. You know yeah. Because I mean? that game is yeah. like oh, well-regarded. Like, it's it's so cool. Like, it's just so cool. and just You can swim with a whale. You can swim with a great white shark. Like, oh, that's cool. it's so cool. It's uh, enough to check it out for sure. Uh, those are two um, modded getting into some modded Minecraft because I like uh, Sky Block, Sky Factory, and Stone Block a lot. I like watching those, and I just like I would like to play that with like a couple friends and just go ham, just like mm-hmm. doing stuff, blowing shit up together, and just <laughs> uh, becoming uh, science, as they say in the world. <laughs> Um, Planet Zoo is a big one I want to stream um, because it's basically modern day Zoo Tycoon. Uh, oh wow, that's cool. Oh yeah, it's on Steam. Um, it's I just I love Zoo Tycoon. Like I I grew up playing it and I I just like that there's like a modern day version of it. There's like a penguin DLC for it. I'm like <laughs> penguins. There's so many cool games out right now, and yeah, that's one of the ones that I've had my eye on. It looks so interesting. It, uh, it absolutely does. And then uh, my fifth one, Phasmophobia. As much as I despise, don't like horror, <laughs> I like Phasmo. Just looks so cool, and like at least I'm not. Yeah, get, at least I I'm not getting scared alone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a chance to um, try it myself, but that seems like a cool game to like play with some friends. Yeah. You know. Exactly. It's just spooky spookiness and it's good good times all around. Um mm. and that's top five. That's this week's top five. Uh heading moving on, we got this week in gaming history. And this week, April's twenty sixth to May second. On the twenty sixth in nineteen ninety nine, Super Smash Brothers is released on the N sixty four in North America. Whoa. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that is that. 22 years of smash bros god wow that's that's so cool i i love smash man i mean i i talked about it i think a little bit the last time i was on the yes, show because ta- who was it was it steve was announced or was it uh uh that sounds i think about right for the time yeah probably yeah <laughs> okay, no you know what we were talking about we were talking about i think the smash tournament with the like getting canceled i think yeah with, uh, with the slippy stuff Oh yeah, oh, we, yeah, um, yeah, we were talking. Yeah, that that did line up around that time. That was a big deal. It was. Yeah, um, but you know, I I love Super Smash Brothers. I played competitively now. I think for I guess technically like six years, which is kind of weird to think about. I I played it like kind of near the beginning of Smash Four, and I, it's it's just a great series, man. I think 
it, and everybody loves it too. Like you don't, there's, there's a ton of non gamer gamers that like play it that are like, and everybody's down. That's like Mario Kart. It's just like Mario Kart. And speaking of Mario Kart on the 27th of 2008, Mario Kart Wii released in North America. And on the 28th of 2017, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe released for the Switch in North America. That can't be a coincidence, right? I feel like they must... Wait, I guess it's not the same day. Not the same day, oh, but like back-to-back Mario Kart anniversaries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Mario Kart's great. I, I've been replaying it a bit um, just in my off time here and there because I'm like, oh, hey, I never really did much of the Grand Prix on the Switch version because I played it a bunch on the Wii U. Uh, I didn't play it at all on the Wii U, but I did. Ha- I do have the Switch version. I actually literally just played Mario Kart the other day um, with a couple of my friends, and it was just like I forgot how good Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is. It's like a, it's a very polished looking game, and uh, it's really fun. Yeah, it really, it really just is. And then, uh, and then your friendships are ruined. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's just, that's that's just what happens when you. What's Mario you Kart without a little salt? You know, <laughs> that's true. Exactly. On the 29th, in two thousand eight, Grand Theft Auto Four is released in North America and the UK for the PS3 and three sixty. Three point six million copies sold on day one. Jeez. Wow, it's been forever. <laughs> when GTA Five came out, like only a few years later, right? Uh, so it's kind of crazy that we haven't really gotten a new game since. But you know, well, I mean, going. we've gotten Grand Theft Auto Five. For, it started on the 360 and three, PS3, then they're like, oh hey, and releasing it for the PS4 and Xbox <laughs> One. Oh hey, it's coming to the Series X and the PS5, and then there's a Steam version as well. I think it's on Stadia. Uh, I think it's gonna be on a smart fridge soon, just like Skyrim. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's literally everywhere. It's, li- yeah, it's lit- that's like a good testament to how long it's been going for. Yeah, <laughs> that it's on three generations of consoles. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, on the thirtieth in two thousand, Grand Theft Auto Two was released for the Dreamcast in North America. And two- I didn't even know <laughs> Dreamcast had GTA. What? Yeah, <laughs> this was back when it was top down as well. Back when it was like. Mm the top down style game and in 2002 on the same day resident evil was released on the gamecube in north america on may 1st pokemon emerald released on game boy advance in north america dude emerald was a sick game (laughs) definitely i loved it probably one of my favorite pokemon games when it came out and honestly that's one that i kind of forgot i i kind of want to do the emerald kaizo um on stream eventually so that's maybe one that's coming up soon (laughs) (laughs) it seems crazy difficult yeah and and emerald did a emerald nuzlocke Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. I did a like a cool like modified version where it was like a Nuzlocke, but it was a game show type thing. Yeah, you had, the, had wheel. Like, the wheel of fortune and a wheel of misfortune that we spun. Uh, well, the misfortune one was for every gym, and then for like like after we got a badge, we would have to deal with the misfortune till the next one. Yeah, you got the misfortune for Lassen Tate <laughs> at such a bad time. Yeah, yeah. that's what it killed was, it, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was because we. I think we died to 
Titan Liza. Because, so. yeah, there's like a 10-level jump between gyms because you have a ton of stuff going on, and you got it so that you had to keep the level cap of the last one, I'm pretty sure, right? Yep, that's exactly what it was, <laughs> and it murdered it. And like, so you're under-leveled so much. we could have kept it going because we were playing with, like, if we white it out, then it was like I could still keep it going, but I had to, like, use mons that were in the PC instead. Mm-hmm. But, like, I did not want to, like, the the mons that I had, like, I didn't even have much of a pool left of new ones to get from, like, routes and stuff. And it was just, like, it, it wasn't worth the trouble. It yeah. Just, it, I didn't really want to do it anymore. And we had already made it so far. So It was fun to watch, though. Maybe uh, it would be cool to see it again. Yeah, day. I'd be down to do something similar to it again. Uh, and on May 2nd in 2008, Half-Life 1 and 2 Complete Edition were released on Windows. And that's the week this week in gaming history that's what happened in the past some pog games as For sure, we say yeah. the achievement of the week is in judgment uh and it's oh look a cat uh <laughs> probably one of my favorite names for a trophy and achievement it's to find all the stray cats while in search mode for the main story missions which uh is real it's a really cool thing uh it's i, I platinum judgment it's a dope trophy, um, and you just get to look at cats. So go get those kitties. Uh, the game to look out for this week is New Pokemon Snap. And lastly, here's this week's chicken update. Here is this week's chicken update. <laughs> Thanks for the update, Mike. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining on this great episode with a blackout in the middle of it. But hey, we got here. We got it. To, Unprecedented, got to... but it was good to be here for sure. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Where can we find you on the internet? Emerald, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, so you guys can follow me on twitch.tv slash Emerald, but it's emerald with no a and two d's so e-m-e-r-l-d-d and that's on twitter youtube and twitch and don uh so i am the way to don with three n's at the end of it <laughs> on uh youtube and twitch and then uh with two n's on twitter because for some reason that was taken on twitter <laughs> wow and of course you can follow me over at tony's game lounge on twitch instagram and TikTok, and at Radio Tony on Twitter. And we stream or attempt to stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, depending on what my work schedule looks like. Uh, what we're playing now, I, I don't even know, actually. I've gotten so far in Strikers from when I last streamed, I'm like, I don't really know if I should stream it, because then everybody will be confused. So I'm finding some new games to play before we go back into Danganronpa in June, because that's happening, too. Uh because we're finishing up Ultra Despair Girls once we get a PC, because PlayStation's like, oh, ho, ho, we can't show those fantasies on a PlayStation. Yeah. It's, it, Some of them are a little bit, uh, what's the word? It is quite a game. <laughs> it is quite a game. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say that. It is quite the game. It is. Thank you, gents, one more time. It was a blast to have you both on. It was fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, dude. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in, and we will see you next week in the Game Lounge. 
Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. You can find all social media links in the episode description. Be sure to follow the podcast on your streaming platform for new episodes and follow Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch for weekly updates.